the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning. It is sweet, it is truly sweet to be home. Uh, after some time back in New York, um, it is sweet to be home. After seeing cities that had been tested by water and fire and ice, it seems fitting somehow that our gospel this morning teaches us to see that our treasure is in heaven and that that's where we ought to put it. For I have seen in cities of this country that if we grasp to hold our dearest possessions only on earth, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, they can be lost to us. And we would be disappointed if those were our only treasures in this life. Seven years ago, a little better than seven years ago, just outside of New Orleans, at a temporary field hospital, I bent over the cot of an elderly woman who had been carried out ahead of the Katrina flood on a lawn chair. She had never had much in this life, and she was not going to make it through this day. In that moment, I was spent myself, and tears I could not contain or hide. She reached up, grandmother that she was, and gently touched my cheek and said, Don't cry, Father. A better day is coming. Don't cry, Father. A better day is coming. It was a gift that she gave me from her treasure in the kingdom of heaven. It was a gift that I have often heard in my heart, deep in my heart, on days of sadness. Don't cry, Father. A better day is coming. And only those who have faithfully given or lost everything, everything, only those who have faithfully lost or given away everything can freely share that gift of the kingdom of heaven. Breezy Point, New York, is a blue-collar neighborhood of Irish and Italian cops and firemen. It was destroyed, first of all, by a 15-foot surge from Sandy, and then from the other direction, as the wave was coming from one direction, from the other direction, there was an inferno caused by a broken gas main. And in between it, a squad of veteran firemen who had, were veterans of 9-11, who had lost 15 of their own on the day of 9-11, a squad of them stood firmly there. But their fight was in vain. And their neighborhood, better than 125 homes, was completely destroyed. A few days later, one burly fireman cried as he showed me a glob of molten glass that he had sifted from the soggy ash of his house. 
It was a plate that he and his wife had bought together on their honeymoon 39 years ago in Italy. And now he crossed himself and said, it was turned by fire into a precious gem in heaven. Down the road, in the brutal cold and the dark of high-rise tenements without power, without power for better than two weeks, on a bitterly cold day, in the neighborhood of Rockaway, neighbors of many different races, languages, and faiths sang together to keep themselves warm. It was colder inside their apartments, darker inside their apartments than it was outside, so they sang together to keep warm. Can it be that stripped down to nothing or near to it, we are closer to heaven than we are with all the comforts and all the gadgets that we might struggle to buy on Black Friday? A policeman's wife struggled through the rubble, pulling a child's wagon with four dining room chairs on it, teetering and about to fall off. Another chaplain and I moved alongside to help stabilize her load, and she said to us, they're all that's left. I'm taking them down the road to my sister's house. We walked along about four blocks in silence, and carried them in and put them around her sister's table. She said, through tears, thank you so much for being here with us. And I said, I wouldn't be anywhere else except here today. The Lord is here. And very gently she replied back to me with many more tears, yes, I know he is. I know he is. In these and other moments, that might be seen as sadness, I have come to believe and to be taught by those who suffer that the path of loss faithfully traveled becomes a road shared with the Lord himself, and that road leads to the kingdom of heaven. As the unnecessary falls away from us, the precious remains. Only the precious remains to be carried into heaven not the unnecessary. In her passing, Delina's countenance on Thanksgiving Day was restored to the beauty of the gift that God had given her at her birth, even though she had struggled mightily in this life. We have wept together much this year, but we have not mourned as those who have no hope. We have mourned as those who have hope of the better day coming. We know that our treasure is in heaven in that better day coming. The precious loved ones that have been taken from our sight in this life wait for us in that place where all precious gifts go, that place to the table the table that is set for us in the kingdom of God, where there will be an eternal thanksgiving, not one that is just one day out of the year. Yet, oh, sometimes we have such sadness at our loss, 
and as we stand with those who have lost. Lest we lose hope in this, let us be reminded that we mourn not as those who have no hope. I will share with you what Father Deacon John Christoph Gies wrote in the long dark night of 9-11-2001. As he wept and mourned, he wrote, Somehow God sees us more accurately when we face despair. He holds us more firmly when we feel helpless. He saves us at the very moment where we lie in total surrender to him. And he has the vision of an owl and can see us better in the stillness and the darkness of our night. Helpless, one day we will stand before Christ, stripped bare of any pretension of possession or any pretension of self-righteousness. So what do we do ahead of that day? How do we live our lives ahead of that day? How do we think ahead of that day? How do we pray ahead of that day? Ahead of that day, we, like the rich young ruler, must ask him how we are to prepare. What must I do? And he will tell us the one needful thing that each of us must do. And there is one thing that is the secret to life, as Curly taught us. There is one thing that is the secret of life. One needful thing for each one of us. And the funny thing is that that one thing is the same for all of us. The one thing that we need for our salvation is Jesus. He himself. And he directs us to set aside all those things that hinder us from receiving that eternal possession. Now for some of us, it just might be to go and sell everything and give it away to the poor. And for some of us, it might be to prosper faithfully. To prosper faithfully as Christian men and women. But for each of us, the one needful thing will be to draw near to God in whatever he sends us. This is the eternal life that we are after. For at the last, at the fearful judgment seat of Christ, we will stand. We will stand before Jesus, clothed in the best garments that we could fashion for ourselves if we are like the rich young ruler. Or we may stand Better yet, we may stand clothed in the white baptismal robe that the Lord himself covered our nakedness with, just as he covered those baby boys, wet and screaming. Just as he covers our nakedness in that moment, he will cover our nakedness if that, in that day if we are faithful. And clothed thus, May we enter the kingdom with thanksgiving. And there, on that better day coming, we will find the treasures of joy. Treasures of joy that surpass all that we gave up or lost in this world. And it will be to the glory of God the Father. Amen.